8 preview edition of the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast here on AthlonSports.com. His name is Mitch Light. My name is Braden Gall. Follow us on the Twitters, at AthlonMitch, at Braden Gall. And, of course, uh, each week I put out the interest levels, the starting 11. That is a preview of our podcast. I put that out yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can follow along. So if you want to anticipate what's coming up on the podcast, aside from just looking at the Internet and seeing who's playing games this weekend, you can sort of see our structure each and every week. So uh, check that out on the Twitters. Also, rate, review, and subscribe, of course, as well. And uh, a quick side note that has nothing to do with college football. It's cold in here. That's my side note. That is a really compelling side note. I like saying things that get you mad. My side note. No, I'm not We're angry not about mad, that. But you get I like it cold, so I'm yeah, fine but, with that. But like when, I get, when I sidetrack. When you go off the rails. Off the rails of yes. the podcast. Um, I'm going to go off the rails without telling you about it. Because today in the state of Tennessee is the first day of early voting. So I'm just going to say, be a voter. Educate yourself. Wherever your state is. I'm sure different states. You guys are listening and you have different deadlines. But in Tennessee, it's our first day to be early voting. So go vote. Uh, and and contribute to our it's democracy. A lot How about e- that? It's a lot easier to vote early. Yes, no politics involved here. Less pressure. This is not a committee. This is not. We're not going to talk playoff committee in, in data points. Just just be a voter and influence change and be a part of democracy. That's all. That's all I ask. Uh, is that cool? Are we, are you okay with that? Do you support my stance? If I didn't, would I say so publicly? Like, no, don't vote. <laughs> Don't be, be an very, American. Yeah, that would not be a very, very democratic uh, stance. So, week number eight, we are entering the second half of the season. There are, uh, we are officially now past the halfway mark. There are 14 weeks in the season. We're into week eight, which, uh, of course, we'll do our starting 11. You've got your picks against the spread. What is your record currently? Um, yes, I have a record. <laughs> not a criminal record, although it's quite, my picks are quite criminal. <laughs> I, I'm not, I like, I I like suppo- all of that. I like all of that so well that I'm not going to make you give your actual record out, even though. Thank you, New it's, Mexico. It's now a thing on the show that you don't know your own record. I know. I know my record. I just choose not to share it at this point. Oh, okay. I don't want to lose any, any new listeners we might have. Yes. Be like, wow, that guy's record really is good at picking games against good. the spread. Okay. I was good last year. I'm not good this year. Okay. okay? Well, we'll be not good later on in the podcast at picking. You games need against to the stack up and start making some picks. So you just See, I, but here's the difference between you and I. I'm more self-aware, clearly, because I started doing this poorly, and I just quit. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't good, so I just said I'm not a gambling expert. I don't, I'm not a gambling, I'm not a gambling expert. I just look at the lines right. and say, I think that team might cover. Do you not realize that I stopped doing it so that you would take all the heat? I know. I That's get the it. whole point. I get it. You just you Savvy take the move with your, by me. with your comments. Like, Georgia's the fourth there was best a team. Fo- there was a football game Saturday. One team won by a lot. I think the team that lost is better. Because the best team doesn't always win. That's why we play the games. That's the whole point. Yeah, but when one team wins by 20 and there's nothing fluky in the well, game. Well, there's only six other data points. Do we want to rehash this again? <laughs> We've got, uh, like, so many more okay, recap pods. Listen to, to Monday's this. podcast if you want more of uh, Yes, exactly. And then the ne- and next Mondays and the Mondays after that when we continue to argue who the best teams in America are. All right, starting 11 for week eight. You ready to go? Yes. Two games. This, this list will start with two games that feature playoff teams on the road in I don't know how sticky a situation. Ohio State at Purdue is number 11, and, t- and Alabama at Tennessee is number 10. So two top-rated teams that are in the playoff going on the road to face teams that – and let's be – Purdue has been feisty against Ohio State over the years. Tennessee has not against Alabama, but they're coming off their best performance uh, of, of, of at least two seasons, if not longer, against Auburn. We don't know about the health at this stage of the week of Tua Vailoa. Which well, team is more likely – announced yesterday that Nick Bosa – Done for the year. Done for the year, Nick Bosa, which is a huge blow to one of the defenses that's a major question mark right. amongst the playoff teams, Ohio State. Which team is more likely to lose, Ohio State at Purdue or Alabama at This Tennessee? week? This week. I was going to – not an egregious error on your part, but I would have Ohio State-Purdue ranked higher as a game. Because you think it's going to be clo- much yeah. closer than Alabama I think Ohio State on the road at Purdue Saturday night at the ABC game, I think is Ohio State – That's the ABC game? Yes. Herbie's doing that game? Yeah. I think it's uh, that's just because it's Ohio State and because it's an easy flight from Pullman to West Lafayette. I'm not got direct flights. I'm not. Right? A, I'm not 100%. Well, I think wherever Herbie flies, it's direct. <laughs> um, I'm not 100% sure he's doing that game. He does most of the Saturday, night, but sometimes when there's some logistical, yep. you know, things going on there, it, it, it Old Crimson gets game day this week. So, um, by the I, way, Iowa I w- State has never had game day. I know it's ridiculous. It's, com- it's got to be coming. Neither is Rutgers. Or Minnesota. Right. Uh, there's, yeah, the Bear tweeted out a list of... Uh, Has Northwestern ever... Yes. Yeah, they, they were okay. n- early. They were like in the midnight. That's 
mid nineties when their Rose Bowl season. That okay. was like the their very cool coming of age. All right. Um, so you think Ohio State has a significantly yes. greater chance of losing than Alabama does? I would not pick Purdue to win that game, but I I think uh, the much re- greater chance. The reason I ranked them ahead was to our conversation last pod about Alabama just being must see television. And the Fair. fact that there is maybe a quarterback question with, with Alabama and Tennessee coming off their best game and in an atmosphere that's going to be far better than West Lafayette. No disrespect to Purdue, but I think visually, aesthetically, storylines, entertainment value, I think is all better for, for Bama and Tennessee. I agree that Ohio State has a greater chance to lose. So maybe watch the first two and a half quarters of the Alabama game. And then but switch. They're, well, they're not on at the same time, yeah. but my point is that I agree with all you're saying, the aesthetics, the, the, the watching Alabama, but like the fourth quarter of Ohio State-Purdue I think has a better chance to okay. be uh, more impactful. Why? Because I think Purdue is, is a Purdue is a decent team whose offense has improved a lot this year. they got some really – Rondell Moore, they got some really fun skill position players. And Ohio State, like you've, we've talked about, their defense has been an issue. And I think it, it could be an issue this Saturday night. And I just I, think Alabama is just I just don't so see either good. one. I don't – I would not predict Purdue, but I think the chances are greater. What happens if Jalen Hurts starts for Alabama? How does that change the dynamic of the game? I would, you know, I don't know. I would lower the spread from, what is it, 20, 28 and a half to 24 and a half. I don't know. Right. And I'm with you on that. And I think, like, doesn't Jalen start in the second quarter anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if they just punted on every play in offense there, what, didn't in the first quarter? I, I don't want to botch his quote there, but didn't Jeremy Pruitt say something in his press conference earlier this week? At least we don't really have to work that hard on our punt returns this week. <laughs> God. Like, I like this self. I, I, I he's, think he's, he's I getting think he's, more and more self-aware, which yeah, I think is a good trait to, he, he's, to have. He's been a little too much of, like, football guy for me. But, like, right, I think I that, that's a funny that's a funny line. That's a good line. I, I think it is. And, again, if Alabama just punted in the first quarter and then put Jalen in in the second quarter, that's sort of how an Alabama game goes anyway, right? Jalen takes over in the second quarter. Because they're up 28 to nothing. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, okay. I don't know. Purdue has scored some points, but against who? And I don't know. I just think the intrigue. Boston College. You were Boston College yeah, that's Eagles. True. That's true. Not Dude, my Eagles Dudes anymore. left and right. I've punted on the Eagles. No really? question. Uh, all right. So, that's number 11 and number 10. I just, again, when when playoff teams go on the road in late October, mid-October, it's it starts every single game becomes such a huge deal. So uh, two heavy favorites, but could be closer than people think for Ohio State and Purdue. Uh, all right, number nine on the list, and this could be a really intriguing game from a, a scoring standpoint, from an entertainment value standpoint, and that is Auburn at Old Mississippi. Yeah, Auburn. How bad are the Tigers versus? Can Ole Miss get fake bowl eligible? Yeah. Auburn, I, this to me is – I'm not saying this game should be higher on your list, but it's – There's intri- no value to it. It's There's no meaning. It's intriguing from the standpoint, like, has Auburn hit rock bottom? Look bad? Although, there, you know, I'm picking Auburn. I think this is sort of a market correction game for them where you, you look at it and they – you can't dismiss turnovers, but they had over 400 yards of offense. They had their best offensive day from a yardage standpoint, but they committed three turnovers. Ole Miss comes was Tennessee tra- was zero turnovers. Yeah, Ole Miss was trailing Arkansas double digits throughout most of the game, then rallied for a great win. Give them credit, but they were still trailing by double digits to Arkansas most of the game. Now, the, now Auburn's favored. It hasn't public opinion and Vegas opinion hasn't swayed so much where, where Ole Miss is favored. But I think this is the first game maybe all year or since game one where Auburn comes out and play looks good. I just. Or I could be completely wrong, and they Auburn, and they completely they continue to tank. You know, I think it goes one of two ways: they come out and they look really, they play really well, or they just Auburn. And so they, you don't think it could be like a a high scoring where Ole Miss stays in there, but Auburn just sort of pulls away. I think I think the winner wins by double digits. Put it that way. I could be on board with that. Yeah, I mean Ole Miss can score like crazy. Auburn's defense, I thought that was sort of the surprise of the of the game was Auburn's defense not able to capitalize on. You know, a Tennessee offensive line that's really not all that special. So what does Ole Miss do at home with a bunch of receivers that can play and can run and get out in space? I, I'm i with you. I think this is a let's find out if Auburn's really garbage or does does Auburn bounce back. Gus right now is – again, I don't think it's fair but, that he's in the hot water that he's under or that he's in, but I he is in desperate need of a good quality performance. There's no question. No doubt. And, and talk about Ole Miss, DK Metcalf out for the year, takes away one of their weapons. They still have a good receiving core, A.J. Brown's – Obviously, one of the best in the country, um, but uh, yeah, I 
This is basically this game just dictates how miserable the rest of the season is going to be for Auburn. <laughs> so like the misery yeah. meter yeah. for Auburn. I mean, if they win, they're five and three. If they lose, they're back down to four and four with what four losses in the SEC. Yeah, and the explosion, you know, <clears throat> they come. They it comes fast on yes. the planes, man. Yeah. It does. So you're you're going. So you don't really have a pick. You're just saying no. winner by double digits. No, but Auburn's in fact, Auburn Auburn is my pick. I'm picking them to cover. Not one of my three picks here, but one of my ten picks for our website. I was going to say Auburn fans immediately puckering yes. at, at the <laughs> thought of you picking them to cover. It'll be seventeen nothing Ole Miss <laughs> after you know three drives. Super sneaky, interesting game number eight on the list. An old school ACC rivalry with two teams that really hate each other when it comes to basketball. Virginia at Duke, two teams sort of surprisingly in the mix in the race for the Coastal Division. Duke only has one loss on the year. That was a road game against Northwestern that Daniel Jones was hurt in. Um, and they have won s- some really good games. I mean, on without, the road against Baylor. Without being prolific on offense either. I talked about that no. on Monday. Two games. They've won two big games with about 300 yards of offense. And shout out to the UMBC fan who listened to the podcast and tweeted to me on the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast, Athlon Mitch mentioned that on a tour of UVA with his daughter, they threatened visitors against mentioning UMBC. Hashtag Retriever Nation. <laughs> so thanks to Curtis at, at 80MINS for, for listening. And Did Purdue beat Virginia this year? Huh? Football? Purdue, no, Indiana. No, yes. They beat Indiana. Indiana. No, Indiana beat Virginia. So, so like, this guy giving a tour doesn't care about a football team that's also a basketball school that beat you on football this year, but is still grasping... He was at the just UMBC. making the point, just don't bring it up okay. on the tour. So um, I think you should have just worn a J.J. Reddick jersey. Virginia I, I, people and Duke people, I don't, they hate each other. I don't own one. I wasn't going to buy one. To- it's almost as bad as North Carolina. Uh, Virginia has won three straight. You want to know the series, the seasons, uh, the historic series in this? Rivalry? I think you're about to tell me. 33 and 32. Ooh. It's been dead even over the Throw years. Throw out the records. Yep. Um, I like Duke at home. I like Duke. The number's a little high, seven and a half, but I like Duke. I think they are playing with a lot of confidence. Their defense, you know, they lose Jim Knowles to Oklahoma State and haven't really missed a beat defensively. They've had some injuries. Gilbert, their outstanding cornerback's been hurt. Good for them that Jones came back as quick as he did, even though the offense hasn't necessarily been great. Um, I'd like Duke to win a close game. Duke has a chance. I mean, if they win out, they win the division. So Duke is pretty much every team that went in it, control of its own. That's it, not true. There's only a handful of teams that are in control. There's only like ten percent in the teams. coastal. I mean, oh, the yes. coastal's just so wide open. Yeah, well, it's the coastal. Yes. Um, uh, number uh, seven on the list. Is that correct? Am I at number seven. Yes. Number seven on the list. Oklahoma and TCU. This game has been. Very, very interesting. It's It's been between two ranked teams for the last five years. Uh, TCU not ranked this year, and Oklahoma has won four straight, but there have been some epic finishes in this game, um, dating all the way back. Again, 2015, two ranked teams, one-point game. 2016, uh, you know, Oklahoma's not ranked and beats them by six. Uh, you just uh, Two top ten teams in 2017, which was a blowout for Oklahoma. Oklahoma's dominated the last two years. But th- this has been a really fun series, and this is this this feels like TCU's last gasp here, yeah, and, and it feels like Oklahoma could take control of the the, the league by flexing a little muscle. That's that you that's what you're see, doing. You could see not much muscle to flex, yeah. but I'm attempting to flex muscles. <laughs> TCU in three Big Twelve games, averaging 15.7 points per game, and one of them was against Texas Tech. Hmm. Listen to this. Can you name? So I have to listen to this. Yeah, because you need to concentrate. Okay. TCU, only two Power 5 teams are averaging fewer points per game in league games Holy than cow. TCU. And some teams have only played two or three league games, and some teams I have think, played four or five? I think all of these teams I'm talking about have played at least three. Okay. So TCU at 15.7, there's two team Power 5 teams that are averaging fewer in conference play. Can you name them? One of them you should name easily. One of them Rutgers. Is. Yes. One of them. The other one. It's not Kansas. It's not Kansas. UCLA? Preseason top 25 team that might actually be ranked right now. And is scoring less points? Uh, in conference. So I'm trying to think of teams that have had low-scoring games in conference play. And it's a Power 5 team yes. who is ranked? I, they might be ranked. Um, in the fringe of ranked, fringe of ranked them. So they uh, have a winning record probably. Mississippi State. Wow. 
Yeah, even their win, I think they only had whatever it was, like 24 points against yeah, Auburn. Yeah, so 12 points per game, you know. So Yikes. Yeah, six so, against Florida. So, TCU, you know. The, seven against Kentucky. The, the, you know, the the conversion to Sean Robinson, the quarterback, hasn't been – Yeah. They're just not – they're I, not playing very well. I have an in-law that's a TCU student. Ooh. And uh, not happy with Sonny Cumbie. Really? I thought that was interesting. I talked to him last you week, mean and a I said, "Fan is not happy with the offensive coordinator, right?" And I thought that's interesting because I thought put he put up huge numbers he, when he's had. Good he called a brilliant game against Ohio State. Yeah. I, I was like, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "Well, he's great at scripting his first fifteen plays, but after that, he doesn't know what he's doing." And he misses Doug Meacham. And I'm not making fun of the kid because he's he's a good he's actually a really smart football player. Uh, played at a high level in high school, and they're not happy with TCU calling plays. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. Oklahoma I'm, big. I think Oklahoma is about to run away with this thing. I like Oklahoma as well. To cover. Okay. Uh, moving up our chart here, number six on the list, a game that we did not anticipate being a battle for first place potentially in the Pac-12 North, and that is two ranked teams, both with just one loss, Oregon at Washington State. Oregon has lost three straight in this series. Mike Leach has won three in a row over the Ducks, and they are scoring 45 points, 51 points, 33 points. No shocker there that Mike Leach coach team scores a lot of points. But this Washington State team, what? where did it come from? And are they good? They're at home in the Palouse here against the Oregon Ducks. And game day, of course, is going to be there, as we mentioned. And they have played USC and in, in Utah, two of the three, four, or five best teams in the, in the league. And the Pac-12 getting that whole the the hit to the head thing in the Pac-12 in that game, USC versus Washington State, just completely wetting the bed. The Pac-12 cannot get out of its own way right now. It's I it's totally, absurd. You, I mean, I, I'm probably watching some of the story but basically some dude just says oh no that, that, that's not targeting yeah and so like there's there's protocols there's there's mm-hmm. they spend all summer going over okay here's what's going to happen in our control room and then you just like brain just shows up no nah, that's not targeting <laughs> okay i mean it's literally like letting me walk in <laughs> right, there and just right. say no right that's not a play that's yeah. not a play that's this way that's his, that, foot, that. his foot's on oh the by line. the way <laughs> you're, you're not going to distribute your, your your content anywhere no one's gonna be able to see your network and oh by the way if you go five and seven you're not allowed to go to bowl games and get extra practice time and all that revenue right. No, way to promote we're gonna your do, we're gonna do everything we can to slow down the growth of our product. Yes. Uh, by the way, this week is all this next few games. By the way, on our list, this week is all about the Pac-12. There's only two games in the Big Ten or the Big Twelve to this week. No ranked teams in the SEC playing each other. I don't think outside of Mississippi State and LSU, it is all about the Pac-12. You got three huge, maybe even four big matchups in the Pac-12 this week. So Oregon is my pick, but don't have a good feel for this game. What? Tell me what you know about Washington State. What should the people of the podcast know about Washington State? Because I don't feel like anyone knows anything about Washington State. They don't run the ball. Like, even for – I'm going to be sure I've got this right, but even for a, a Mike Leach team, they are not running the ball. Like, as far as even – they They're 128th at 71 yards per game. Yeah, they have 21 attempts per game, which is more than I thought. Which I 12 touchdowns. Yeah, which, which that, that is more than I thought. Um the defense, to me, the story of Washington State this year is how the defense did not fall off after losing Alex Grinch. They, that was one of the yeah. kind of underrated stories in college football over the last few years, how they, they climbed up the, the, the Pac-12 food chain, so to speak, defensively. And statistically, they were one of the top two or three defenses in the league last year. Now, right now, through half the season, they're second in the league, only giving up 314 yards per game. So... I part of the reason why I had low expectations, I think I picked Cal over them in the preseason, was they lost a lot of firepower on offense, and I thought and they Grinch and losing Grinch, and they have not. Fallen Who, by off. the way, is a great coordinator. Although yeah. it wouldn't appear that Washington State's good and Ohio State's bad. That's weird, considering how much we like him. Let me ask you this then: concern, considering those numbers on defense for Washington State, Oregon against San Jose State, forty-nine rushing attempts, two point seven yards per carry. It's not good. Oregon against Stanford, forty-nine rushing attempts, three point six yards per carry. Oregon against Washington, 49 rushing attempts, exactly the same. 3.6. I like the commitment to the run. 3.6 yards per carry. What do you, I mean, listen, they, they had over six against Cal. Okay, fine. They had over six against Portland State, yards per carry. But against San Jose State, Stanford, and Washington, three of the last four games, they've run the ball for less than three and a half-ish yards per game. Doesn't that, isn't there a, is there some antenna that are going up on that number there? Yeah, to, it's not to good. They're rushing, mean, like, I, I was, Paying attention enough to know that it seems like the volume of carries is there. So there's the commitment yes. to the run, which you have to have when you got a good. You have Justin Herbert, obviously, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So it's not like they're being one dimensional. They're at least running the ball some. Um, I I guess the point they're still scoring some points, so they're it's not like their offense is. Yeah, but it's too not bad. like it's not like Oregon of old where it was like sixty one points a game. It's 
thirty points, forty two points, thirty one points. But they're also a little points. more they're a little tougher at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's yeah, trying are, to yeah. transform the program. They don't want to necessarily beat at Oregon of old. Here's the other thing on the other side of Oregon. Okay. They've given up eighty six rushing attempts for over four hundred and thirty yards rushing in the last two weeks. So two forty one to Cal. 195 to Washington. A lot of that was to Brandon. Uh, about Brandon five yards McElwain per carry. Too, yes. to, to running quarterback. Yes. Which they, they so all Washington count. State doesn't have any of that right. stuff. They, they don't have count. the running game or the quarterback right. runs. Right. So um, I just don't know what we know about Wazoo right now. It feels weird to not to say that about a team seven weeks into the season. Yeah, well, they've played two quality opponents, right? The two I mentioned. Um, they pull up their strength of schedule. At Wyoming. Who Strength of schedule is 80th right now in America. I mean, Oregon State's bad. maybe the worst, second worst Power Five team. So they basically play two quality teams. That's why we don't know much about them. The, the you know the, the USC game was a it was a Friday night game, but it was a late game, so haven't seen a ton of them. So I, I Oregon's my pick, but this I don't know. Like huh? Yeah, and actually, like <laughs> we're in the South. I'm not. We're East not Coast. on the East Coast. We are not on the okay. East Coast. We're in ten, Middle Tennessee. Oh. Uh, got that. Uh, all right. I, I like Oregon on the road, but this has the makings of a letdown. You beat Washington. You go on the road against a team that's f- better than you think on defense. You're not running the ball as well as people think you are. Game, Game day. day, the moment in full effect here. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised at a Washington State W. Uh, staying in the Pac-12. Wait, is this a slap in the face to the moment when there's a moment and it's sixth on your list? The moment can't be that big then. There's a lot. There's There's a couple moments. I don't see many moments. <laughs> um, it's more about it, it. Probably, sh- it probably could be better than the next game we talk about. I, I have the the I have USC and Utah just because that's like it's the battle for the Pac-12 South championship. Probably, um, Colorado at Washington is the next game on our list at number five, which could easily be behind Oregon and Washington State considering the outcomes. Um, I, for some reason. What is this? The two teams split the national championship, or both split a national championship in ninety and ninety one in Not different years. Year. Um, it, it, there's something uh, the uniforms. This this is all about the aesthetic for me. Colorado at Washington. I think Washington is a far better team, and coming off a loss, will win the game. But I I am all tuned in to this one. Yeah, um, Colorado played by far its best opponent last week at Southern California. We at, we were. As, as everyone should, hey, great start, but your wins over Colorado State, Nebraska, New Hampshire, UCLA, Arizona State. They had by far their worst offensive output last week. They had been 400 yards, basically 400 yards or more in every game. They go for 265, only 3.2 per play. They did not run the ball. We talked on Monday about, for the first time this year, really, Trevon McMillan did not get going. Right. Uh, they used Chenault some running the ball, which they should. He's a really dynamic player here. Um, I like your Utes. Don't you? You said Utes? We're talking about Colorado and Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong schedule here. I like Washington. Yes, I, I, think, I, I think Washington. I think yes. the – I'm not going to sit here and say Colorado's a, a fraud. That's not the right terminology, but I just think they got off to a really fun, good start. Paper with, Buffaloes? Can you have paper Buffaloes? Yeah, fun. why not? That's a lot of paper. I'm sure you could you, – kids can cut anything out of construction paper. Yeah, okay. You could cut some Buffaloes out of construction so paper. So this is, this, sure. is, this is a – Probably a seven or it's probably an eight win team, but schedule is at yep. like Nebraska, Colorado State, not as good as they normally are. Nebraska, obviously not very good. UCLA, not as good as you know we expected. So the schedule set up nicely for a good start to get some confidence. Now it gets more difficult. Like Washington, I do. I do as well. USC at Utah. Utah coming off nice performance. USC surging as well. Two teams trending in the right direction. One of them comes to a screeching halt this weekend. Rice Cycle Stadium will be rocking. It will be tons of fun and a chance to take a tiebreaker lead in the division. If they win, they move to 3-2, and two, and they have the lead in the Pac-12 North. Or South. It's the Pac-12 South. You're yes. talking about Washington. I'm talking about the Pac-12 South. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, get our games and our divisions. I kind of like Utah here. I'm sticking with my Utes. I don't think that's a bold pick. Okay. In fact, what, what do the... Uh the experts? What are the boys picking out in Vegas? Uh, the wise guys? U- the Utah, Utah. Utah six and a half point favorite. Yeah, I like the Utes. You can't be like, ooh, I like the Utes. I, I think. I think that spreads a little higher than I thought it would be. That's what I'm saying. I thought it would be Utah minus one or two. So USC plus the points is the play here. Offense is They are going. begging you to. But here's the deal with, U- with, with Vegas. With that spread, they are begging you to take USC is what they're doing. What do they know? They know football. They know things. 
Uh, Utah at Stanford two weeks ago, 40 points, 42 against Arizona. Cause the offense Starting had, to click. Yeah, the offense had struggled earlier in the year. I like Utah as well. You know, I don't know. I just the not home, a lot of analysis. Yeah, there I know. From you, Mitch. I know the home game. I'm just USC. They're playing big, nice win last week. Kind of starting to starting to play better. I'm just trying to trying to come up with a reason why why USC wins this game. I, I look at the Vegas thing and I go, all right, that point spread looks off to us. Why does it look off to us? Well, it's because we thought these two teams were evenly matched. Well, clearly Vegas doesn't agree with that, which means they're trying to get us to gamble on USC. Um, JT Daniels had had you know, 63% against Texas completion percentage, 65 against Washington State, 67 against Arizona, and then back down to 51 last week against Colorado. It, it, you know, through a couple of interceptions, this feels like catching Utah at the wrong time if you're USC. Yeah, I still, Even though they've won three I like straight. a Utah defense against a true freshman quarterback, I think, on the road. Not that he hasn't played on the road, but I think it's a tough spot. And USC, Porter Gustin. Is it Gustin or Gustin, the, the linebacker? I think it's Gustin. Uh, out for the year. He's, you know, maybe their best defensive player. Ankle injury. That hurts. So, uh, And how about these rushing statistics for Utah's defense the last three weeks? 72 yards against Arizona. 42 yards against Stanford, zero yards against Washington State. They they held Weber State to 46 earlier, 117 in Northern Illinois. Outside of Washington, rushing for 172 yards, they've kept everybody under 100 yards for the most part. So that's a good rushing defense. Um, and if they can make USC one-dimensional on the road. you got a true freshman. Yeah. I, I like Utah here, and it feels it feels weird to say after an 0-2 start. I guess that's probably why it feels weird to take Utah here. All right, number three on the list. And, and, again, those are three straight Pac-12 games on our list, and that's I think Pac-12 is by far the most interesting league this week uh, with the exception of a couple of can, games Can you come up with a name, list. like some like moving day, you know, something Saturday? Like a Separation weird, stupid Saturday. cliche. Can you come up with something? Um, You're pretty good at coming up with stupid things, so. Well, no, I'm not. I'm too smart for that. Oh, you are? Yeah. Did not know that. Pac-12 pacification. <laughs> I love it. Can we get t-shirts made? Three teams will be pacified <laughs> this weekend. Um, I am watching a documentary about uh, uh, Antelope, Oregon, though. I've seen it. On Netflix, Wild Wild Country. I told you about it like last year, and you I know. totally I'm, dismissed it. No, right? I didn't. I'm two episodes in. It's very good. Do you want to join? Uh, maybe, but I'm only two episodes in. Right okay. now, it's positive. I don't know what's about to happen. It's, it's going to take... Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't okay. don't spoil. Is this giving it away? Is, yes. So, don't so, don't say whatever you're about to say. I'm asking you not to say it right now. It don't weird. say it. It gets weird. I know that. That's, that's, don't say it anymore. Are you, are you all in on making a murderer part two? I am. Yeah. Yes. I'm evil, I'm evil genius over staircase. Okay. Did not watch Big. staircase. It was too much of a commitment. I'm strong evil genius over staircase. Okay. Strong. Strong to quite strong. Number three on the list, Mississippi State at LSU. We were talking before the podcast about this, that we would not be surprised if Mississippi State goes into the Bayou and gets a W. They are a good team along the line of scrimmage. They've got a big physical quarterback. They match up well with what LSU wants to do, which is muck up the game, make it dirty, play in the trenches. That is the way Mississippi State is comfortable playing. LSU off the big win. Last year, 30, I was Let down. 37-7. Mississippi State beat them 37-7 last year. So that doesn't – actually, you can take that one of two ways. I don't think that bodes well for Mississippi State. I think that means the memories are fresh and the scars are still open for LSU. But something about this particular matchup tells me that Mississippi State's going to play really well. I don't know why. Mississippi State's had a really weird season. Roller coaster ride right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they, they go on the road. They, they pound Kansas State, beat Louisiana, no, no surprise. But then they score seven points against Kentucky, six points against Florida. 23 points against Auburn. You know, you can take that Auburn game anywhere you want. Hey, it's a nice win. It's Auburn. But then Auburn's done nothing. So the defense has been fine. The Kentucky game, they got – the defense was not great Benny against Kentucky. Benny Snell ran the ball Benny, a little bit there. Benny yeah. Snell ran the ball well. But, again, they only gave 13 points to Florida and nine points to Auburn. They've, they've given up 13 points or fewer in five of six games this year. That's but they only the, scored 12 a game, though. I know. That's as you the told po- me earlier in the podcast. That's the positive. That no one is really – the most is Kentucky at 28 points on the road. This is really – It's juicy. Yeah, it it's, is. That's why it's number three on the list. And LSU has played – they've had some emotional games. 
the LSU game, very emotional, come home. and Georgia game. No, I'm telling you, I mean, the Florida game two weeks oh, ago, right. and they come home. And for a program as good as LSU, that seemed to be a little too much celebrating, or is, is that fair because it was Georgia? Because it was a $100,000 fine for them rushing the field? It was sort of like a, yeah, I'm with, oh, I we're see what back, I see although what they saying. didn't really go any, they've been good. I see what you're saying. It's... It's almost I, like we. It's I'm almost surprised how much celebration from around the program. Yeah, because rushing the field was cost them a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, it's the second time they've done it in the last whatever four or five years, and it does feel odd. I, I mean, beating number two in the nation is a reason to celebrate. I get that, um, but and the dominance of the game. But you're LSU. Yeah, that's to some degree. I'm kind of understanding where you're going game. with that. I also don't want to take fun away from young people. True. Like just at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, oh, you know what. You guys are young and stupid and drunk. Go I'm have not fun. necessarily even talking about the fans. I'm just talking about. I just get the sense around the program. There was an exhale, maybe. Yeah, it was sort of like, okay, we 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 haven't really fallen. We're still LSU, but if they're still really LSU, the they, might the, the, they might go on the road and lose this week. Popping the tape of the fourth quarter of the Florida game. Yeah, and the defensive line should have no problem staying focused. Right, because Nick Fitzgerald's going to come downhill at you. There's no question. That's in Baton Rouge, though, right? Am I wrong on this? I thought this it was game? in yeah, no, Starkville, it? isn't it? I thought it was in Baton Rouge. Well, Double check that for me, because that's what I don't like about the game for picking Mississippi State. Oh, my bad. It's yeah, a bad so no, that's okay. what I said. Six and a half is the spread. Hmm. I'm not touching that game yeah. if I was gambling. Not touching it. Uh, I, I like LSU at home, but I think it's going to be nip and tuck the whole way. I think it is close. It is physical. And, oh, by the way, Nick Fitzgerald will not make a throw when he has to, which is what I've been saying to you. he have to? Yes, he will have okay. to. They, they will be de- it'll be 17-13. With three and a half minutes to go, Mississippi State with the ball and third and eight, and he's not going to be able to complete that pass. That's the deal. Like against Auburn, he did not have to. Against Kentucky, he had to. Yeah, they to. ran against the Florida, ball. He had to. They ran the ball like crazy against Auburn. So, uh, all right. NC State versus Clemson, two undefeated teams at number two on my list. Probably feeling a little slighted for not being number one because they're undefeated. Clemson coming off a bye, arrested and healthy Trevor Lawrence. You got Ryan Finley, one of the greatest quarterback matchups in the in the conference, if not the country this year. What do you make of the NC State Clemson matchup, sir? Can you, if you can have a paper buffalo, can you have a paper wolf pack? Hmm. Strength of schedule like not pack. promising for yes. a pack. James Madison, which is a good FCS opponent, very good FCS. Georgia State at Marshall, Virginia at home, Boston College at home. Really hmm. have not done. No, they haven't played anybody. They've taken care of I business. Agree. Although the BC game, they're up twenty-eight three. They held, I think it was twenty-eight three. They held on to win twenty-eight to twenty-three. Uh, but no A.J. Dillon there. I just I don't know how good this team is. We've talked a lot about how much defensive personnel they've lost. And they lost you know, Jalen Samuels. Played really well against Bryce Perkins in Virginia, for what yeah. it's worth, on defense. Yeah. This is a different monster. Yeah. This My- is the type of game that in the past few years, for both NC State and Clemson, where it's been a close game, I just have a feeling this is a... We're still Clemson. Hmm. You haven't played anyone. The type of athlete, the type of player that they're going to see, they have not seen this year. Not that they don't see them. They play in Clemson every year. They play Florida State. I get it. But I just think Clemson's due for a huge offensive performance. They held Georgia State to 107 rushing. NC State did. Yeah. Held Marshall to 54. Held Virginia to 93. And Boston College to 120. Without A.J. Dillon. I think the, the key here is not about Lawrence or Finley. This is about NC State's defensive line stopping Travis Etienne. If Travis Etienne Who's having a good year. Huge season. And if Travis Etienne goes off again and Clemson runs the football, because that's what, to me, the two things that, again, this is the story for Clemson for me. It's not Trevor Lawrence. It's about two things. How good is their secondary? Because they're going to have, when you start looking down the road at Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State or any of these matchups, it's how well can you cover. And then, because we know their defensive line is great. And, and the linebackers. And and can you run the football when everyone else in the world knows you're about to run the football? And NC State knows you're going to run the football. Can you still execute? And they did that so far this year. Clemson has done that when they had to against Syracuse. They lined up and ran the football and won the game. I, I think they line up and run the football. I think the defensive line gets all over Ryan Finley. I think Finley makes a couple plays. I, this, to me, is like 38-21 Clemson. I was thinking more like 38-23, so oh, kind of way God. off. But, I'm um, sorry. No, I agree. I think, I think, the, I think, like you said, I think Clemson has some nice offensive balance, and they'll get their yards. I think you know we saw what Te- Kellen Mond did against Clemson. The, NC State will be able to throw the ball some. I just think really have, good receivers for NC. You State. have to be you have to be perfect, NC almost perfect for NC State to win this game. 
So we're both taking Clemson big. Yes. Hmm. Paper Wolf Pack. I don't know about that. Uh, Michigan and to, they at... Were, they obviously had West Virginia scheduled, but the game was postponed. Yes. Uh, and neither team even tried to reschedule that one this year, uh, unfortunately. Or NC, move, NC or move State's the game. playing East Carolina. At the end of the year, which they, they are not happy about, by the way. If they don't win the division. NC State fans are not happy about that. Um, even though it's an extra football game to party and stuff, they do not like that because East Carolina has won that matchup and there's no reason to help an in-state school and blah, 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 blah. But all you know stuff. what? If you're NC State, you play them and you beat them. I, I agree, um, but this is the type of game that's cost Dave Doran in the past. ECU's he's, he's beaten them. I'm just telling you what's been – I talked to a reporter from, from Raleigh. He's like, yeah, fans aren't happy with this. So, but I, interesting. My, 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 if you're not good enough to beat East Carolina consistently, then you're not where you need to be as a program. I, I don't disagree, uh, again – that raises the question: If you're Dave Doran, why would you want that game on your schedule? Now, if you're if you're six and five or five and six or whatever, then yeah, it makes sense to try to get to a bowl game. But you're probably they, you're they not going to need it. They shouldn't be. Yeah, you're not going to need five it. at that point. Number one on the list this week, I, to me, with the bullet, despite the NC State Clemson game being two unbeaten's, it doesn't feel close. This feels like it's close. Michigan at Michigan State rivalry game in the state of Michigan, Sparty at home, surging after beating Penn State on the road, great rushing defense against the Michigan team, surging after dominating performance against Wisconsin. Brian Lewerke showed signs of life last week. He's going to have to show a lot more if they want to win. He's have to be more alive? What's the spread on this? Because I didn't touch it because I think Michigan's going to win big, this is, which is, means they're not. This is one of those games where – it's one thing if Seven. it's one thing in year one under Harbaugh when you're rebuilding and you, and you drop a punt and Michigan State beats you because Michigan State's a playoff team. You right? don't just drop a punt, but but it's a, one of the flukiest plays. The point is, is it's a fluky play, and they are a better team than you, a better program, and you're coming off a five win season and you are rebuilding. That's one thing. It's another thing to be a seven point favorite, to be a top ten team, and to have a bad record against the rival and have all the, the pressure will be great for the Michigan players. And I think Harbaugh's job this week is to keep the pressure off his players. I don't know how you do that. Very good point. I, I think they will be tight. Yes. They know, And Michigan State thrives in that atmosphere. They know the deal. They know the record against Michigan State. They know the record against Ohio State. They're a better team. This Ohio State, I mean, excuse me, Michigan State have been struggling. They pulled one out against Penn State. Great last drive. We talked about it Monday. Deserve all the credit. Sort of the mental toughness, the DNA of this program. Yep. But when you just analyze the game, I don't think Michigan's right now. Michigan State's good enough offensively against this Michigan defense. I, I don't think there's a position battle where Michigan State's better. But I weird, might take, weird thing. Would you take Brian Lewerke over Shea Patterson right now? And you know how much I love Lewerke, right. but Patterson played a brilliant game last week. So they're close. Give it, they're close. Other than that. The work has not been as good this season as I. As Michigan I State with Felton Davis and Michigan State's receivers, maybe. I mean, Michigan Michigan's yeah. not maybe more promising. Well, that's not the matchup. You, it's oh, you're talking matchups. I thought you were just talking receivers about. versus. Yeah. The one area I think that the Michigan State could win is the Michigan State defensive line against Michigan's offensive line. But Michigan's offensive line is showing signs of life again. This is what we don't like. What is Michigan? Uh, this is a moment where we find out if they are, if they truly have turned a corner and have developed on offense. They are starting to use more dynamic set sets, right? Their, their formations are getting more dynamic for Michigan. It's not as much three tight ends, four fullbacks, and, like, run downhill. Like taking advantage of their there, quarterback there's, skill set. There's clear, against Wisconsin, they had him in the shotgun. They were running the zone read. They had him on the move outside of the pocket. They were doing more creative stuff on offense than I anticipated. So there maybe there is a hint of evolution under Pep Hamilton and, and Jim Harbaugh's offense. I don't know. We'll see this weekend because you're going to have to be creative – because you can't just line up and beat Michigan State at Michigan State's game. I don't want to rain on the Spartans' parade. A.K.A. your wife's parade. Exactly. Their run defense has been phenomenal. But Utah State is a passing team. Arizona State, they did, you held them to 44 yards. That's, that's a good job. Eno Benjamin's a good running back. At Indiana, 29 yards. 63 yards against Central Michigan. 8 yards against Northwestern, who does not run the ball. Last week, 205 to Penn State. So you're saying the numbers were inflated by scheme Deflate, and then they yeah. played a, a, a great rushing team and gave up a boatload of yards. Yeah, so I don't know if Michigan's going to get 205 in East Lansing. I think they're, Penn State's a better get, I think they're not going to get 40. I think Penn State's a better rushing team than Michigan. Oh, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. So my I, I don't think they're not going to get 40, but they're not they might not get 200. Like I 138? Think, I was thinking 135. Okay. Yes. It's good that you've corrected me now twice. <laughs> yes. On that. Um I just Michigan, the Michigan State is a difficult team to forecast and predict because they're 
they win games like this. Like they won a game last week that I didn't think they would win. But Michigan, to me, is the better team, and I think there's there's a gap there. Michigan State has not been good this year until basically the second or the fourth quarter of last week's game. Yeah. This is fa- it, it, this is so good. Oh, it's so good. Game? Oh, it's eleven. I can. It's so good. I'll be watching it from the hotel in Lexington, oh, P- my uh, wife, Kentucky. My wife's taking the two girls to go get photography done or something. For getting pictures of your kids? Yeah, like so she got six month old pictures of my oldest. And now she wants matching six month old pictures of the youngest. No, but what it does is she goes with her mom, Ooh. with the in law, and not takes going? the two girls. Hell no, takes the two girls. I got the house to myself. They leave at like ten Will you in the be morning. Pants during the eleven o'clock. Hell no. There's a zero percent <laughs> chance of pants at my house. Ha- the forecast at my house is zero percent <laughs> chance of pants. Um, I might even crack a beer before noon. How about that? Bold. Don't tell the wife. Oh, I won't. I'm she, getting crazy. Does she listen? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't care about college football anymore. I've killed that for her. Okay. I've killed that. De- that that. But she will sit that down. That she used a, to have inside her that loved the, the college football. It's on dead a Saturday now. night, if you're watching, will she sit down and watch a game with you? She'll watch the her alma mater, which is Tennessee, and she'll watch uh, the Titans or the Packers. Does she care? Like, me. is she like? If Tennessee no, wins, she's happy. No. It's but dead like, because of me. If I've they lose, she it. doesn't care. No, it's dead. I'm not even kidding. She does not like football or sports anymore because of me. You crushed her soul. Yeah, because there's just sports on all the time. It's just, up oh, hockey game on. up oh, baseball game on. Playoffs, up. Oh, NBA starts this week. Okay. I caught Heather cheering. I go, what are you doing? We were watching She's the, staring at Instagram. I was like, I don't care about football anymore. We were watching the Michigan State-Penn State game, and I was flipping around, and she always kind of gets mad if I flip away from Michigan State. And then she, when Michigan State's touchdown... She's just like she did the double fist pump. She was excited. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was excited. Nice. No, I, I th- there was a moment at the end of the Tennessee Auburn game where we they they cut to the crowd and it was it's great to be a Tennessee Vol and which we haven't heard in like decades and and I looked over at her and I go man I haven't heard that in a while and she was like yeah pretty cool like so she was she was we watched the Tennessee game but only when it's worth watching right like she if it's the Alabama game she's not going to watch like because she'll watch the first few minutes and be like oh Bama's good yeah and move on that's her analysis um yeah pretty much which is. Spot, Spot on. on yeah. yeah. All right. What well, what did I miss? What did I miss here? What did I leave out of the top? My starting eleven. A funnish, 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 funnish game. Mm. Memphis at Mizzou. That's not even the best AAC game. I know. I was Knucklehead. just scanning the. I was going inside out. Just local. We're in Tennessee. I was gonna. Yeah, but this is a national podcast. Oh, it in is. In fact, it's international. Is it like like it's global? Inter, like uh, other planets. We have joined the Paris Accord. Okay. <laughs> I didn't approve this. Yeah, we took over. We we took the spot. Okay, oh, we'll go league by league real quick, and just I'll mention the games. You Cincinnati at Temple is the better AAC I game. Know. NC North Carolina at Syracuse. Dino, uh, you need to okay. you need to win this. All right. Uh, Wake at Florida State. Thirty-three okay. nothing. Remember that one? Was that Riley Skinner? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Kansas at Texas Tech. Uh, what I'm supposed to comment? Yeah, I want to see Texas. I want to see Texas Tech's defense continue to show that they're not. Terrible. Okay. Is that good? Yes. Big okay. 10, Northwestern at Rutgers. Arthur Sitkowski, can you complete more than two passes Do and average more than a yard per attempt? This is a huge game for Northwestern because they're 3-1 in the division. It is not an important football game overall. There is one game, though, that I you still have missed the one game that should be in the starting 11 that, that has the biggest case to be in the starting 11. I will get And there. it is the greatest uniform game of all time. Okay, I will... Illinois at Wisconsin, so much Maryland at Iowa, Minnesota at Nebraska, Penn State at Indiana. Any of those? Penn State, Indiana is interesting to me. On the road, bounce back after a loss. But Maryland, Iowa. Two losses in a row. Maryland, Iowa is the interesting one to me. Um, and again. Maryland's got some big play capability. Maybe the worst uniform game ever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that would be worse would be Minnesota, Maryland, I think. Um, but I, And Iowa's a good team. But Maryland's, I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of Maryland. So, Iowa... It, you know, you've made the case on the show that they were the better team against Wisconsin. I don't disagree, but they 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 are not going to get the national respect. Like I put them at number twelve in my rankings, and Iowa fans were like, "Oh my god!" And, and I, they get over tight ends who average twenty yards per catch. They get overlooked, and they have you know, like overlook syndrome, and yeah. and it happens. And so Iowa needs to Iowa has to be good in every situation to continue to show the country that. They, they go they, to Indiana last week and they blow them out. Twelve and one is not yeah. out of the question, right. or, or eleven and one is not out of the question in winning the division. If you're Iowa, Pac-12, we've covered it all. We, Arizona at UCLA can chip keep it's it the going. The other one, it's Khalil yeah. Tate, who's been banged up. Great slate of games in the Pac-12. Yeah, SEC, Tulsa at Arkansas. Arkansas mm. looking to get off the Schneid. Mm. Mm. Um, Vanderbilt, Kentucky is really interesting. 
I yeah. wish that game was in Nashville, but it's... Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn, who is expected to play, who is on... It looks like they finally figured out that, you know, they need to give Keyshawn Vaughn the ball a lot. He is really, really good. Expect him to have a... Uh, that'll be a big test against that Kentucky run defense. Memphis at Missouri, I mentioned. Memphis needs to bounce back emotionally. Pretty much had UCF. I wouldn't say had him beaten, but they were up most of the game. Lost late. Uh, and is this the game you're talking about? Since Maryland the, Iowa was the game. Oh, Maryland Iowa was the, the was the game that I thought had the was my number twelve game that I thought okay. could have made the list, but did not. I think you're, I'm, I'm okay. Cincinnati Temple is close though. Cincinnati Temple to me is it's a good game in that conference. Yeah, Cincinnati has been one of the most dramatic turnarounds. They got outscored by eleven points per game last year. This year they're outscoring their opponents by like twenty points per game. Big turnaround. Defense has been really good under Luke Fickle. Temple has more of like a midseason. Cincinnati's turnaround is like for the whole season. Temple's is a mid-season, mid-season turnaround. turnaround. They lost their okay. first two games to Villanova and Buffalo. Have been very good Buffalo's since. very good, though. Yeah, and they their only loss in the last five was at BC. Close game. Buffalo. I like Temple at home. Whoa. Cincinnati. Knock Temple's off an undefeated? Temple's favorite at home. Ooh. Um, okay. Houston at Navy in the preseason thought it would be a big game in the West, but Navy's not been good. Mm-mm. SMU at Tulane. Tulane hoping to get some revenge from last year's season finale where they got screwed at the goal line. They were basically going for bowl eligibility, and they were ruled that they did not score a touchdown. would have been a win over SMU in their sixth win of the season. FAU at Marshall in Conference USA. Your boy Lane's been mm, kind of irrelevant yeah. this year. Did you mention UCF at East Carolina? I did not. Did mention that one? Uh, okay. Not. Uh, and then the one you missed in the Pac-12. Stanford. At Arizona State. Ooh, my bad. Thursday night. Yeah, that's a really good game. Really good, big opportunity for Arizona State and national national stage. TV. Yeah, got some weapons on offense. Showcase those boys. I'm picking Arizona State. Oh. Um. Okay. North yeah. Texas at UAB. Huge game in Conference USA West. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Namac Buffalo at Buffalo. Toledo. Buffalo at Toledo. Oh, that's a good one that's right there. One. That's a good one. I might tune in for that one. No, you won't. I don't have time, but I might. You might. If it was like Tuesday afternoon, I'm maybe. a big fan of what what uh, Coach Lance is doing up I, there I, in Upstate. Me too, me too. Uh, Mountain West, Colorado State, Boise State, Friday. That's supposed to be so good, and it's not. No, that sucks. Yeah, uh, be no, better. Nevada, Mountain West, Hawaii, Fresno State, and New Mexico. <laughs> You're even trying to talk yourself yeah, into it. There's nothing good. Sun Belt. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Picks against the spread. What? Week number eight. My receptions. I'm going through a tunnel. What are you? <laughs> my, what are you? I'm going through What's a tunnel. What's your record? It's eight and thirteen. I was eight and ten. I went zero and three. Oh, Georgia minus seven singer. against LSU. Do I get that? Since George is the better team. No, according to you. No, nope. I'm counting as a win. I'll UCF, break your knees. UCF minus four and a half over Memphis. Won but did not cover. Mm, what did they know? They knew New something. Mexico plus one against Colorado State. They lost by two. <laughs> oh God. 20 to 18, that I think. That sucks. So you missed by like a total of like. I know. Well, the Georgia like game was a close points. on. Yeah. yeah. This week, Temple. All right. we'll get, we're bouncing back here. Temple, minus three and a half over Cincinnati. Northwestern. Temple minus three. Yes, at home. Northwestern minus 20 and a half over Rutgers. Rutgers is just. That's a lot of points, though, just for brutal. Northwestern on the road who doesn't run the football. I know, but Rutgers does not. You know it's going to be like nineteen nothing, right? I know. Rutgers does not, <laughs> Rutgers does not complete passes. They're going to kick six field goals and get an extra point. I think you're on board with this pick. Oklahoma minus seven and a half over TCU. I could very easily be on the board with that. Yep. Way to hedge your way to go on the limb. I could very easily. no, no. I just uh, there's games I see and I go not going to touch that one. And you told me Oklahoma minus seven. I, I feel interested in that. Okay, I'm intrigued. You're intrigued. If I was a gambler, if I was a gambler, I would I would take that game. I can see that. Okay. Yes, that was a fiddler on the roof <laughs> reference. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, okay. D- try not to suck this week, okay? So what's um, what's going on in the documentary right now? A lot of weirdness in India. I'm only two episodes in. They're already. They've already. Built, I will say it's a little. Built the com, a they already built the commune. It doesn't need to be six episodes. They're right now starting the the the, the civil fight with the with the town of Antelope oh, and. Yeah. And um, there was a bombing back in, like, Portland or something. So, it, right now, it has been painted through two episodes that the commune is, like, this awesome, advanced, beautiful, wonderful place. So, yeah, we are not – I'm not – don't, don't tell me anything. 
They wouldn't make stop a, talking. <laughs> they wouldn't make a documentary. Yes, about this they would. If someone was persecuted, and they, they, uh, just stop talking. Uh, I'm on this podcast too. I can talk. I I have I have can push all the buttons. I have control. Did you stay up on Monday night and watch your favorite football player, or did you fall asleep? Khalil Tate didn't play on Monday. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers yes. did. Yes. Did you stay up? I, I watched it. Yes. Okay. All right. Are we done? Yeah. Right. You like Matt? My wife is not watching. Okay. You're like mad at me because I asked about the Packers. No, no I'm not. I'm mad. trying to clear things up. You got kind of get mad at oh, me. Oh, you so wanted I was to just like patching things. Uh, up. Hey, no, how I'm about those Packers, <laughs> buddy? <laughs> is that how you patch things up with all your friends? Yeah. Hey, how about except my Red Sox? Hey, how about those Red Sox? You're a Yankees fan. I know. Don't people need to know that. Well. No, I think most people hate the Red Sox, so I think it's okay. Uh, I, as a Mets fan, I love the Red Sox. You do? Yes. Because you have to pick somebody. In the Yankees-Red Sox series, you have to pick somebody if you're a baseball fan. And in my in my world, there is no world ever in, in, in which any opponent, I am the Yankees are playing, in which I'm rooting for the Yankees. Not even the Braves or the, the Phillies. Mets to me are just like The Braves irrelevant. or the Phillies, teams that I hate, I would root for them over the Yankees. I know you have a lot of jobs, but a lot of you jobs. should apply for the Mets GM job. Seems like they're having trouble filling it. I could probably do a better job than all your those. Fa- how's your fantasy lines. team? Is it Pretty good. So I got a real good front system. That's that's nerd put, alert. You re- put that on your resume. There send you it over to the World Ponds. Are they still on it? <sighs> I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> They're dead to me. Jacob Degrom is so good. He can only win nine games. Anyway, all right, uh, Mitch. Yeah. Pleasure, sir. Was it? Mm-hmm. Just okay. don't say anything else about the documentary. I'm going to go home and watch one right now. Don't say anything. Okay. Week 8, folks. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Watch football. You can follow him on Twitter, Pac-12 Huge, Michigan, Michigan State, undefeated in the ACC. Should be a ton of fun. We'll be back, of course, on Monday to break it all down. Follow him on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch. You can follow me at Braden Golf. Thanks for listening, everybody.